going on, everybody? Uh, today is Wednesday, June 26th. Do you think we should start uh, saying the date that the podcast is released, or should we keep doing the recorded date? No, I think the recorded date makes sense, because then you can kind of give us some context around what references we're making. Perfect. So if the world blows up later, yes. you know, obviously we didn't know that now. So And this shows up in uh, you know, a time capsule somewhere down the line yeah, as yeah, the yeah. only memory of human history. I think it'd be a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, we are tell, tell Me What You Know, Tell Me What You Know podcast. I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Michael. What's up? Hello, Michael. How's it going? Doing pretty well. Actually, I uh, just thought of it June 26th, my, my sister's birthday. All right. Uh, and she is one of our 10 listeners. That's right. And so, happy birthday, Megan. Shout out, Megan. How's it going? Yeah. Very cool. Um, she texted me today asking about what, how could she listen to the podcast. So, oh, nice. So, it, very timely. You very said... Timely. said for your birthday, I'll I give said, you happy a birthday. Here's, here's the link. <laughs> <laughs> Five stars, please. <clears throat> awesome. Um, what we got going on this week? Uh, well, uh, as you know, and maybe our listeners don't, we produce a podcast called The Electables uh, with Adrian Elrod and Doug Thornell. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have me very excited for uh, the Democratic uh, debates going on tonight and tomorrow uh, between the candidates down in Miami. And it's going to be a good one. I think, I think, I mean, I get to follow a lot what's going on through them, getting to mm-hmm. listen to what they're talking about. We recently had Cory Booker's uh, campaign manager on. Yes, I sat in on that one. It yeah. was interesting. And um, uh, I don't know, it's pretty interesting to hear uh, their take on it and getting an insider's look at, uh, at how to look at these things. How much uh, campaign money are we seeing for us plugging their podcast here? Uh, well, given our CPM rate of a thousand listeners, we've got 10, we're looking at, you know, thousands of a penny, maybe hey, it's you know, something. Hey, hey but, you know, Ben but Franklin said a thousandth of a penny engaged. saved is a thousandth of a penny earned. That's, that's right. Yeah. Uh, what do you have going on this week? I'm moving, moving. Yeah. Yeah. You had that going on last week. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I haven't, I tried to call the, the realty management company that's handling my, my new condo lease. Mm-hmm. And didn't speak to anybody that mattered, apparently. So I'm still trying to figure out exactly when I can get in. I don't think it's until the 1st, which sucks, because I can't go in until, like, noon on the 1st. Mm. So I have to get stuff out in the morning of my current apartment. This is really interesting stuff. And then I will have (laughs) – let me just go over the logistics of how I'm going to move next week for all you guys. Anyway, moving – currently living in a – a condo that resembles a heroin den. There's one chair. There's no internet. Uh, I feel like – Laura Ingalls Wilder. Yeah, it's sometimes you find yourself in those places, and yeah. you just sort of have to hunker down. It's okay. I got a book to read, so it's all good. Uh, you should go see Toy Story 4. Oh, that just came out. Yeah. Got good reviews. I'd love to see it. Yeah. I think it'd be very good. I'm, I'm a big fan of the of the series. It is. I, I think it's going to be a good one. It's funny to see Tim Allen voicing a little toy after <laughs> just being, <laughs> being arrested a few times and all that stuff. Really, I, was, I didn't even follow Tim Allen being arrested. I'd probably cut arrested. this part out. makes no difference. But, okay. uh, yeah, I'm excited to see Toy Story 4. <laughs> <laughs> really looking forward to it. Well, nice. Well, uh, let's jump into it. Let's do it. All right. So <clears throat> we have a little holiday coming up next week. Mm-hmm. Fourth of July. Fourth of July. So, Michael, tell me what you know about Independence Day. The movie? Just tell me what you know about it in general. Let's uh, start with the movie. Well, so uh, 1776 was when we declared our independence, but sure. we didn't win our independence until 1983. It's 1983. 1983 yeah. uh, at the Battle of Yorktown, mm. Revolutionary War. Um, 
All right, French nerd. came to our yeah yeah yeah. What are you, history major or something? Uh, I'm a history minor. History minor. Yeah, I didn't nice. I didn't do all the recs. But uh, Independence Day, yeah. So that was when we declared our independence. Um, obviously, Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence. Everyone signed it, ratified it, and uh, and then King George, King George III, sent over his uh, battalions yeah. to come say, "No, you're still mine." Well, that's an interesting take on Independence Day. I think that Independence Day started on July 2nd, 1996, <laughs> with the release of the feature film starring uh, huge actors Will Smith and Randy Quaid, <laughs> my two favorites from the movie. Hey, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, Do Bill not Pullman. sleep on Jeff Goldblum. I love Bill Pullman. Yeah. In fact, there was a time in my life when I could pretty much, I think I could do the entire Independence Day speech in fact, if you give me just like the first line, I probably could grab in my old, like 12 year old self and, and do the full speech. Good morning. In less than, in an, less hour, than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. You're destroying it. Yeah. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind. That word has new meaning for all of us today. Mankind. Yeah, I, I love this fucking movie. Word should it's have new meaning it's for all of us today. It's such a good, it's such a good movie. Yeah. This is one of the greatest. Bill Pullman is one of the greatest uh, entertainment presidents of all time in terms of actors. Oh, oh, oh without a doubt, interest. I think he sets the bar. Perhaps the presidents. Him and Michael. Today uh, is the Fourth of July, and you will once again uh, be Douglas. fighting for our freedom, not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution. From annihilation. But from annihilation. We're fighting for Fourth of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. (laughs) And should we win the day day when the world stood up and won the Fourth of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. I love how they just look at the But as the the day when the world declared in one voice we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. I get, I get chills every time. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Beautiful. Such, such a good, such a good scene. Beautiful. Such a good movie. For sure. One, I, honestly, one of the best movie speeches I think I can think of. It's great. It's great. Uh, I mean, it's up there with Son of a Woman, the ending speech mm-hmm. in that one for me. I mean, it's, it's a great speech. Yeah, so... Uh... That was one, I think that was one of the first movies I owned on VHS that I remember. Like, uh-huh. it was mine, you know? That, to me, this was like the first blockbuster movie for me as a kid. Well, it's, like it, uh, Jurassic Park may be in there too, but this was one of the other ones that was like just a huge summer blockbuster. Right. So, I mean, this one kind of launched the sci fi and the disaster film yeah. type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, July July second, nineteen ninety six. I mentioned it was it was released. Uh, it was the highest grossing film of that year. You know what other movies were there that year? Ninety six. Yeah, we've talked about one on an episode a couple episodes ago. This yeah, Twister. Oh yeah, yeah. Mission Impossible. Oh, and then a big Disney Hunchback of Notre Dame. So yeah, beat out of those. Yeah, uh, one hundred and four point three million its opening week, which broke Jurassic Park's record from three years earlier. What was it? What movies were Will Smith in before this? Like this was a big movie for him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this I think pretty much was... made his career after Fresh Prince. I think so. I think so. Yeah, I, I can't. In think fact, of... I think was this the mo- this might have been the movie that did his transition into movies. Could have been TV. Could have been. Yeah. Well, that uh, uh, in um, um, which call it? Um, you're sweaty. I always get sweaty. <laughs> 
because uh, I'm so excited about <laughs> yeah, Independence Day. Uh, no, the other movie, uh, Bad Boys. That in Bad Boys. Way was, after. Bad Boys was way after? Bad Boys was in the 2000s for sure, right? I th- I, I, we can go on, but I, I thought Bad yeah. Boys 1 was, was near, near Independence Day. Maybe you're right. Let's see. Uh, oh, my God. It was before Independence Day. Yeah, really? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought Bad it's Boys. That was, old? Yeah. I guess that's when Martin Lawrence. Was. You might be thinking of Bad Boys too, though. I mean, because it was also yeah. amazing. Yeah. I don't even know. I do not know it was that old. Twenty almost a twenty-five year old movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. But anyway, but jeez. But yes, yeah, so maybe I spoke too soon. Maybe Bad Boys was really the first yeah. one that really gets them over. Could have. And then. Yeah. So. Uh, great movie. Yeah. Um, What's interesting did, about did, Independence did Day is that. Uh, so the one of the producers isn't it Noah Emmerich or um, uh, anyways? Was you were saying he this he really pioneered the disaster movies as you were saying Roland Emmerich Roland Emmerich yeah, yeah. He, I think he's got Being a brother Devlin. too so uh, yeah it was directed by by Roland Emmerich it was written and produced by Dean Devlin written by Roland Emmerich as well so Roland Emmerich has produced like every disaster movie from there on out because everyone's like you're the fucking best guy at disaster movies and I even actually really liked 2012 with yeah. John Cusack okay. another one that he he directed he came back for directing and it was a good movie that's uh, you know 2012 is another big day let's get back to the sorry yeah sorry. <laughs> just kidding we we, we uh, I could talk about this for a while yeah no I mean uh, we kind of we covered it basically but uh, <laughs> it did some pretty big numbers for the time especially. Uh, about 817 million worldwide. It's crazy to see what movies are doing now, though, because that's like number 72 on the highest world-grossing films of all time. Ticket prices were so much cheaper. Yeah, so if you adjust it for inflation, yeah. I don't know. I've only seen a list of top 10. Do you know what the number one is for that? For adjusted? Yeah. I think it, it would still be Titanic. Gone with the Wind. Really? Yeah. And Avatar's above it, too, as well. Wow. Yeah, so it's... If you're not adjusting for tita- for for inflation, it's Avatar, Avengers Endgame, then Titanic. Obviously, Endgame get do, doing a re-release, but then otherwise, yeah, Gone with the Wind, Avatar, Titanic, wow. two and three with, with a adjusted for inflation for 2019. So like everybody saw Gone with the Wind, yeah, right, makes like sense. Three billion dollars, almost four billion dollars. Clark Gable, yeah, the man. Uh, it won an Academy Award. You know that for best visual effects. I can believe that. Actually. Which is kind of crazy. I didn't know it. I didn't know it won an Academy Award, but that does yeah. make sense. It was pretty. Revolutionary for then. I don't remember this, but apparently the Super Bowl Thirty they did, they launched the marketing for the movie and they did a, a preview like a thirty second spot, and it showed you know the the alien mothership blowing up the White House. Right, right. And I think that probably caused a lot of panic. Yeah, there. yeah. No, because th- that was all miniaturized thing, yeah. uh, miniaturized visual mm. effects. And yeah, I remember that was like a big deal when they showed blowing up right. the White House. Nuts. Yeah. It was like July second they came, July third they attacked, July fourth Independence Day, and it just yeah. shows the White House exploding. Yeah. Uh, great movie, absolutely great movie, classic. Now let's pivot a little bit. Mm-hmm. We've got some interesting Independence Day facts for you. Independence Day, the movie facts. Independence Day in general. Okay, I mean more more so the celebration, the holiday. All right. Do you know Americans spend a billion dollars on fireworks annually for Fourth of July? According, Just for this one holiday, according to Fortune, that's what they're saying. Wow. I mean, but, I can. It's not even legal in every state. And there's it's a lot. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, like. I think that the legality on 4th of July kind of goes out the window for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, uh, you can't stop everybody. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And the ironic part is that 99% of those fireworks come from China. <laughs> so, so we're funding our explosions with Chinese fireworks. I kind of want to go around and tell a bunch of, uh, you know, really 
conservative folks that stat and see what happens. I don't think that we can get in the car and drive eight hours down to uh, South Carolina. Sure, that'd be great. Let's do it. Let's do that. Uh, so with all these fireworks being shot off, there's a lot of firework related injuries as mm-hmm. well. Uh, there are about 1,300 uh, emergency room visits with citing the case firework related injury in 2017. Uh, they're causing an average of seven deaths per year. So, obviously, Jason or Jason Pierre Paul. I was going to say handoff. That, those pictures still. I can think. I can see it in my head right now. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's nuts. Most of the injuries, obviously, to arms or sorry, no, to hands, face, and head. Yeah. From what I saw. Uh, have you ever hurt yourself with a firework? No, but one. I was with a buddy of ours, and um, I'm not really a. a firework connoisseur i don't really understand them so i didn't really understand some of the differences between them yeah or even how you would use some of them and neither did he <laughs> so obviously we good good pair to just be setting these it, things right? off yeah uh we had a big one and we lit it and like held it in our hand like stupidly it was i think it was in his hand yeah and then i was like dude you gotta chuck that thing and he chucked and it was a bit i mean it was like i think we had to stop I, we scared ourselves enough and we're like we're not doing this anymore yeah i remember standing on andrew blazing's dock one time and uh we had had a few drinks and I was trying to throw, you know, you light a bottle rocket and then you throw it at the right time. So it just shoots out of your hand. Yeah. And I held it for about as long as I could have definitely got some sparks on the hand, but nothing too bad. Uh, so it's like a, a safe alternative to fireworks. Uh, have you seen these drone swarms? I, I've seen them. I don't, it's I've not an alternative. <laughs> well, exactly. So that's what they're saying. I agree. I mean, if you want a firework, you want something that's going to explode, but these drone swarms are actually pretty cool. They, oh, they're they, really cool. They've got, they're, they're super, uh, what's the word? Uh, choreographed? Choreographed, right, exactly. What's mm-hmm. the swimming thing that I'm thinking of? Choreographed swimming. swimming. No, it's uh, synchronized. Synchronized Very swimming. Synchronized. Yep. synchronized. Very swimming. synchronized, and they're doing different shapes and different symbols yeah. in the sky and whatnot. It, obviously, I, I, I've seen a bunch of like brands do it, like a Volkswagen will do it, and then yeah, yeah they have the like a VW. It's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I, it probably won't surprise you, but uh, you see like – when I was looking at videos of this, it's always like the Burj Khalifa in the background. It's obviously Dubai doing stuff like this. Right. Because they're so... Well, they don't have any regulations. They can just be like, oh, you want to do it? Go do it. Yeah, here, shoot 4,000 drones in the yeah, air. Yeah, we could never do that here. No, and it's also... more complicated. Also, there would be the whole like, well, if it doesn't explode, it's not patriotic. Right. And I, and yeah. I kind of agree with that. I want something blowing up. Well, in the song, it does say mm-hmm. the bombs. So yeah. You, you need bombs. The rocket's red glare. Yeah. That's right. Uh... So that's all I got. I, I guess have a great 4th of July. Celebrate your Independence Day. Uh, be safe. Oh, yeah. If you do blow your hand off, let us know. I will not be the one doing the, the fireworks. I will like to watch them, though. Yeah. I, who, who doesn't love a grand finale? I always wonder when it's like you got a little mini grand finale where like the, the people show you like a big, yeah. uh, big, and then, big and, then, and, then, and then it comes back down and then it ramps back up again. Mm. Uh, and then you're like, wow, this little grand finale has gone on a long time. Yeah. One of my favorite fireworks show, and it's kind of crazy to me that they do this every night, is the Disneyland or Disney World fireworks oh, yeah. show. It's unbelievable. And they cool. synchronize it with um, Fantasmic. It's mm. awesome. Fantasia. So cool. Fantasia. Fantasmic. <laughs> Isn't Fantasmic another thing? Fantasmic 4? I don't know. I thought Fantasmic <laughs> was something. Yeah, Fantasia. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's Independence Day. Nice. I, I, I was looking up as well interesting things people do around the world for Independence Day. It's Whoever wrote that article had to be bored as shit. It's the same shit. They all... We wave flags, we light fireworks, and we have parades. Yeah. Oh, no shit. It's a bunch of patriotism. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. How countries celebrate Independence Day? Mexico, flags, fireworks, parade. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the article is just shit. I don't know. I think there are people probably in the country that think patriotism is some American word. 
Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're the only ones that could be patriotic about their country. Maybe. So stupid. Anyways. Uh, great topic. I Thanks. love Independence Day. Like the oh, movie. The event. I mean, it, it's oh, a uh, great holiday. So uh, any, for anybody who, who doesn't know what Independence Day is. Welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. Should have thrown that little soundbite in there. I oh, had yeah. it saved up. So. Well, um, I'm also going to give you a little feel-good topic here. All right. Feel-good topic. We actually talked about this earlier today. Put it on my radar. It is a great topic. Michael, tell me what you know about Yacht Rock. Uh, Yacht Rock is one of those, uh, I guess, music genres. or, or mm-hmm. I don't even know if it just goes for music. I have no. I honestly have never been able to define it. Uh, if somebody was like, oh, this is Yacht Rock, I'd be like, oh, okay. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, uh, we were today, for example, we were listening to Kenny Loggins and Loggins and Messina and I, I, that, that's core, uh, Yacht Rock material. I'm going to play a little, I'm going to play a little something so that if people don't know what it is, uh, they get a little something. This, this is a Yacht Rock song. So this is Sailing. Christopher Cross. Christopher Cross, not Michael McDonald. Not Michael McDonald. Another Yacht Rock artist. Yeah. Just puts you in a good place. Makes you feel good. Does it have to do with uh, boats? So... <laughs> or am I just am no, I just so confused it, it, by... It, it's taken from this idea of this yuppie guy on a boat listening to this music and just sort of like enjoying life with no problems. Okay. There's... Um, I'm going to let this song play a little bit more, then I'm going to fill you in more. Get people into the redhead space as well. Uh, I don't know if I cheated. I just read a funny line about what Yacht Rock is. All right. So if you need to uh, copyright, this is Sailing by Christopher Cross. Go buy and purchase it. All rights um, reserved. Yeah, all rights reserved. So Yacht Rock music comes from, this is like a little you know, time period, 1975 to 1982. Some people put it between like 1976 and 84, mm. somewhere around in there. But what's interesting about this is that while the music was being created, Yacht Rock, the idea, did not exist. They were just creating this music. Gotcha. And it had a resurgence later uh, okay. in the 90s when people started doing this. So that's where more like the yuppiness comes from, like the American psycho, Patrick Bateman, Yacht Rock style thing comes from. And what I found really interesting about this as an idea is kind of what you're saying. Like, what is Yacht Rock? Like, it also sort of like a lifestyle. Yeah. It, it's There's an element of escapism with, with this music. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to take you out of whatever problems you're in and put you into this nice, like, man, I'm just... Floating around on this boat, on on the water, nothing going on. Listening to this just maybe very nostalgic music. Maybe doing a little blow. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, the 1970s, Michael. It's the 70s. It, it's up to you. Yeah. Um. And it, somebody would tie it to um, even even like some Reagan aspects in here because a lot of this music came from California. Yeah. It was the um. A lot of the artists were were doing things solo careers, and then after this, kind of bands came back in. So it was just sort of this like age of individualism um, and the music that they were creating out in California. Yeah. Uh, so so certain some of the artists like the Doobie Brothers, Hall and Oates, 
Christopher Cross, Michael McDonald, um, even some people start throwing in other artists that they consider Yacht Rock that I personally don't consider Yacht Rock. Mm. Um, like Michael Jackson Thriller to some people is considered Yacht Rock. How? And exactly. I would never. I would never listen to that on my yacht. I mean, I, maybe I would, but I wouldn't. You listen to it under the guise of Yacht Rock. Enjoy your trip on the yacht. Absolutely no Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> but I find Take it interesting that I find it interesting that, that this resurgence in in Yacht Rock is sort of. I, I think escapism is the right way to think of it. It's it's a pure like totally absurd thing to escape down into. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, obviously listening to the sailing song, it's a kind of a ridiculous song that you like really like after a while. Um, I'll play you my favorite Yacht Rock song Go for in it. a second. Let me pull it up here. Uh, it is a Doobie Brothers track. It is, it was a number one song in 1979. I mean, this song, any mood, any mood I'm in, this will put me in a good mood. It'll, it'll get me a 180 in a second. I don't even know how you make these sounds. I don't even know what, what instruments it's like are. a synthesizer or something. Something. I believe that's an oboe. Have you ever been to a Yacht Rock uh, themed like band night where people only play the 70s? Also, the, the one that jumps out at me is Yacht Rock Review, which I've never... That's a, that's a cover band, I believe, right? Yeah. So they would play like these types of songs. They play these types of songs. Uh, I mean, I've never been to one of their shows. I know people go to them. I, I never. I honestly just never knew what it was. Uh, I don't. I don't know that I would ever buy tickets to it. I would go if some if people were going. I feel like I would never be like, ooh, right. I'm gonna go see Yacht Rock review. So uh, a couple weddings I've been to, the bands will be Yacht Rock. They've sort of gone down that. I think that's a great idea. My, my cousin's wedding, they had a Yacht Rock band, and they killed it, man. They they just seems so weird to me. It's but it's such a great. It puts you in such a great mindset. You can that, dance like that to song it. doesn't sound like something I could listen to all night. Oh, I mean, unless maybe it's just maybe it's something <laughs> wrong with me. I don't know. No, I mean, to each his own. Yeah. This is so. We have a friend. Another we've talked about Sam before. Sure. Sam was one of the people that like I've always heard these songs, but I never heard it through the context of understanding it as yacht rock as a yeah. thing. Um. And so whenever we find a song that kind of goes a little too hard or maybe is maybe a little outside the bounds of what we consider Yacht Rock, we throw that into a category called Marina Rock. Now, that's what you'd play if you own a small boat that you can only afford to keep it in the marina. You can't really get it, take it out because you can't really afford to put gas in it. And you might play these other songs. Like maybe a Michael Jackson Thriller would be played in the Marina Rock. Thriller is really throwing me off. Yeah, that's way out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I see. I'm looking at names of these people that have been in Yacht Rock Review, uh, or, or that have shared the stage with them, and I'm seeing like uh, Bobby Kimball, who was with Toto, and yep, uh, like Air Jeff Supply, see, with even some special of the- Blue Oyster Cult, Chicago Wings, that kind of stuff. Uh, that, that makes more sense to me. I'm kind of getting the Wings, feel for yeah, it more. Steely um, Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. Reeling in the years. Seals and Crofts. Mm-hmm. Boss Gags. Yeah, love uh, Lolito. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Boss Gags got some some good jams there. But so recently, a um, this is kind of funny. We were talking about this, and then I, I researched it this month. Uh, somebody released a Yacht Rock documentary, and it played on BBC uh, like last week. So I'm kind of interested in watching that actually. 
Because I think there's a nice pairing between um, the political aspects of, of where this came from and sort of what, what this is like kind of a reflection of the 60s and 70s. And then they started making this type of music in the late late 70s, early 80s. And it's sort of interesting seeing if the 60s was very um, worried about social uh, social norms. It's kind of a similar way we're kind of doing now where we're very worried about offending people mm-hmm. or inclusive love, everything that what happens next after this might just be this like hangover this this like hangover everything's where, we, cool, where everything's man. just fine everything's good let's just make some stuff that feels good for the next 7 years and then we'll get back into the things that are a little bit more heavy uh, and i'm kind of i'm really looking forward to that if that's the case like 2025 maybe even earlier than that 2023 if we could start getting some just feel good media coming out yeah that's a very, very positive outlook from you especially after our conversations <laughs> you're just thinking <laughs> Well, yeah, this you know this is the start of the end here. It might be. It might <laughs> not like happen. There's things going on, and like doom and gloom, and you're like, you know what? This is what yacht rock does to you. It makes you makes you a little bit a uh, little whimsical, a little hopeful for for what could be. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, but that's I, I think that's an interesting take on it, and I, I like here's, I like the idea that it's a uh, a lifestyle. Yeah. Here's my uh, official comment on yacht rock. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, know. I couldn't tell you what yacht rock is, but I know songs that you would be you would say. This is Yacht Rock? And I go, okay, I know that song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you were sitting there, you, like, I want to listen to a song. You would never, never, maybe is a strong word, but would, I would play. Would I would play, play a, a song I like song. not knowing it was Yacht Rock. Rock. Yeah. I don't know that I've got a great great definition of what Yacht Rock is in my head. Yeah. Uh, the definition I did see online just a second ago was pretty funny. Just a music that a, a white dude's probably listening to while <laughs> sipping champagne and doing cocaine on his yacht. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, exactly. that... that uh, that genre is probably different nowadays. <laughs> it probably a little different. Yeah. What is Dan Bilzerian <laughs> listening to on his yacht while he's? Who knows? He's probably lame as he doesn't do cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, loser. Uh, yeah, so I, I need a need to brush up on my yacht rock. I, I just since you said Boss Gags, I've got Lido Shuffle just pulsing through my veins right now. Need to play that one at some point. Yeah. So. Um, the, the, it's kind of funny that I'm just looking back on the um, the Wikipedia page right now. There is a, a YouTube series about this. I played a, a video clip earlier by uh, J.D. Risner and Jason Lee, the his actor, dog. Oh, yeah. uh, makes an appearance in him. And I, and I really think he his presence really pushed things forward. And the, Jason Lee has a wait, very wait, wait. unique niche. Jason Lee, the star of Alvin and the Chipmunks? Yes. Okay. Just wanted to make sure that's uh, the Jason I, Lee. I go by Mall Rats, please. <laughs> um, he's awesome. Uh, but no, the video series is really good. Go to YouTube, type in Yacht Rock, and watch them. They're, they're bad quality, I mean, poor quality. They were made in the '90s or mid 2000s so just kind of take them with a grain of salt. But they're hilarious. Like, yeah, they're once pretty- you kind of understand the uh, uh, the storylines that they're trying to talk about, I mean, Jimmy Buff- Jimmy Buffett makes a uh, pretty funny a little yeah, appearance. The, it's funny. The one earlier with uh, Kenny Loggins yeah. and, a, and a fucked up Jim Messina, <laughs> and how they wrote "What a Fool Believes." Yeah. 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 So it's that, almost like uh, it reminds me of like a drunk history episode. Almost. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Like a, so you get actors to play these characters and they're just kind of making fun of it, but also telling the story. Right. If you just had Cliff Notes version of what the history was and mm. you sort of just filled in with whatever craziness you'd want to, it's kind of right. like that. And it's awesome. Like, really, really funny. Yeah. No, I, I enjoyed um, the episode we watched today. And I think Kenny Loggins, you brought up Kenny Loggins is one of my favorite artists. He's so it's so funny. I love if you go look up a Kenny Loggins picture right now. He looks like he looks like Jesus Christ. Yeah, he does. Uh, 
I think even there except was for, a uh, white. Any, ex- <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, Jesus's brother was. That's right. Um, Tommy Christ, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but no. If I've wanted to go to a Kenny Loggins song, he still tours. I've been in places where I'll be like on a Vegas elevator, and it'll be like next week Kenny Loggins playing the Mirage, and I'm like, I want to come back, but I'm I'm always missing him. Yeah. He plays like the Del Mar Fairgrounds. I'm I'm not gonna be there that weekend. I I will do anything to see. Uh, I'll go to a Connecticut Mohegan Sun to see you, Kenny Loggins. Let's yeah. let's do this. Let's do it. Get out there and tour a little bit. Yeah. Well, I'm that actually gonna probably in my uh, internetless apartment. Probably just listen to some yacht rock tonight on my on my wired headphones. Well, it it's great escapism for yeah. your heroin day. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> instead right. Of, instead of shooting heroin, yeah, shoot up, shoot yourself up with some uh, perfect Christopher Cross. Christopher Cross. Yeah. Oh goodness, it's a good high. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll definitely have to do that for sure. Uh, what else? Uh, I think that that is pretty much it. I do want to watch the documentary. Yeah, I will watch the documentary. Sweet, and uh, I'll report back maybe on a blog. Yeah. on the page on yeah. the on our on our website. Do it. Uh, perfect. Everybody have an awesome Fourth of July. Good weekend. We People will uh, see you guys I'm next week. We'll have an episode Friday after Fourth of July for you. Yep. Take All right, guys. See you. Think I'm gonna have a son. He will be like she and me as free as a dove Conceived in love Sun is gonna shine above Even though we ain't got money I'm so in love with money Everything will bring a chain of love In the morning when I rise Bring a tear of joy to my eyes